I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. That is coming my way. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McKinnis. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. What are you going to talk about today, Joy? Well, one thing that has been in my heart, and I've shared this in church one Sunday lately, is that, you know what, uh, we hear a lot of people, uh, you know, we meet a lot of people and they say like oh, how uh, they feel that they really don't belong anywhere, they have no family because of many things that has happened in their family. And they feel alone, they feel uh, disconnected you know, with what's happening out there, and they, they feel that they're missing out in a lot of things. Now, uh, I would just like to, uh, for us to just uh, share on this, that, you know, we do belong, you know. If probably in our past, in our, in our childhood, we feel we have been rejected by our family, or you know what, you feel that you were not loved, but uh, I would just like to emphasize in our sharing today that you do belong, that there is a family that is uh, uh, that loves and cares for you. And that's where I want to take our discussion today. Great. You know sounds what? good. And, and just to start with, uh, I, I read this story about this young guy who was, you know, he, he went into the movie to watch a movie and he came with his friends and some family members but he went out to get some popcorn some soda and some some something else so he came back in with his hands uh, filled with all kinds of stuff and so in the dark he was trying to find the people that he came in with so he walked up and down the aisle many times trying to see where they are you know up and down he went and five four five four five times probably going up and down the aisle he can't find the people that he came with and they said and finally he shouted hello does anybody there know me <laughs> I mean I mean we laugh but this is actually a heart's cry in a lot of people this is a heart's cry does anybody know me does anybody care what's happening with me you know, I think that's how, that's, that's, that's a lot, because that is a, um, that's, that's, that's a human, uh, that's a human desire that we have. We want to be known, we want to feel we are appreciated, we want to know that we belong. Now, I would like to ask you, Jim, yeah. <laughs> why do you think family is important? Well, everybody needs to have a sense of belonging. We are born with that in our heart, that sense of belong, belonging. And that, and that greatest belonging we have is not just to our physical family, it's to the spiritual family. And that's why Jesus taught us, you know, our Father which art in mm -hmm. heaven. That's right. And Jesus said to disciples, they no longer call you my servants, I call you my friends. That's right. Now, when I go to the Philippines, I see something that we are losing in America. Mm -hmm. I mean, we go to the Philippines. When we, when you guys have a party, you have 15 million people of your family That's right. show up. That's right. I mean, everybody gathers around and they they encourage and they help. We have lost that sense of belonging in America, in many places, especially in the cities, compared to what you guys still have. Because God created us for family. The Bible's the story of families. Mm -hmm. Abraham's family, Isaac's family, right. Jacob's family, uh, David's family. Uh-huh. Yeah, because uh, there is that need in our, in our lives that we want to be in a community. We want to belong. That's why we join um, 
uh, PTA, right? That's why we go join. Some people join fraternities and sororities because they feel that they will this will fill a void in their life, and that's why we go and join a church because of that desire for fellowship, for friendship. For relationship. And church is a family. And church is a family. That's how God created it's it's that's how God created it. And and, and, and so it's 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 very basic. It's a very basic desire. And I would like for us to read uh, from the book of Romans chapter eight verses fourteen uh, to sixteen. Uh, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bear, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of, of God. And verse 17 says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, what I like about this verse is that I would like to ask you, you know what, uh, Jim. It says here that, uh, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. What does Abba mean to you? Abba, that's a Swedish pop group. I know. <laughs> when I was in Sweden, the best music group I know, Abba. Well, when he says Abba, that is the, the Hebrew word like for daddy. It's an mm -hmm. affectionate one. It's like not the form. It's not the formal form like father. It's yeah. more like daddy. Like we say in Swedish, papa. Papa. And yeah. it's that affectionate form of the, to the father. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what? That's exactly what I, um, how I, I think about it. It's, it's, it speaks of an intimate, intimate relationship. Yes. You know, not that we minimize, you know, the, the reverence of calling God Father, but but also in another uh, in another uh, sense, uh, God wants to have an intimate relationship with us. You know, uh, that's why we can call Him Abba Father. Like for example, when you you were growing up, and you know, a lot of our growers were were growing up. Maybe some of you grew up very very close with your dad. I I, I was very very close with my dad, and you know, I can always come to him anytime. It's like uh, anytime, anytime. There is no uh, no limit, and there's no restriction, and there is no. Uh, Situations where I cannot come to Him, and I think that's what God wants to develop yes. in our, in in His relationship, in our relationship with Him. It speaks of intimacy. That you know what, if we're going through a hard time, if you're going through a hard time, you may be going through a hard crisis right now. You may be going through physical pain right now. You know what, or you might be going to turmoil right now because of relationships that have gone sour, different things. You know what, and then. And sometimes we get disappointed because uh, we, we expect our friends to be there. We expect our family to be there. And sometimes they fail us. But God is always, God the Abba Father, God our Abba Father is always there for us to run to Him. But you know, like we, we say Abba, mm -hmm. there's also time to say the more formal, our Father, our Father. which is in heaven. Yes. And even as fathers, we have different roles. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have a more uh, formal role. And sometimes we throw all the formality away and we just roll in the grass. Uh-huh. And that's what our Heavenly Father's like too. That's right, yeah. So it's not taking out the reverence of of our relationship with God, you but know. But it's showing the intimacy. That's but it's showing the intimacy. Now, um 
like we said earlier, you know, we want to talk about being part of a family of God. Now, in the natural, there are two ways by which a person can come into a family, right? One is the natural form, which is the most common, wherein we are born into a family. And you know what? Uh, normally, it's nine months, right? Uh, the, 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 yeah, we didn't get to pick and choose either. That's right. The pregnancy is at nine months. And after that, you are born into your natural family. But there is another way we, get, we, we can enter into a family, and that is through adoption. Mm. And that is through adoption. Now, what are your thoughts on adoption? In what way? In, uh, is it, um, like for example, a lot of people say, well, I'm just adopted. Well, like I said, when we're born into a family, we had no choice. Isn't that That's right? right? When we were born into a family, we got stuck with what we got, or else they got stuck <laughs> with what they got. Right. <laughs> it depends upon which side you're looking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but when you adopt it, you've made a choice. You've chosen that person, and you give them equal standing as if they were adopted. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they were born. They were born. So the difference is, basically, is one is made by a choice. That's you've right. chosen the one, and... Uh, above others because usually if you go to an orphanage there's many to choose from uh -huh. sometimes you're presented with uh, a candidate yes. and you can say yes or no mm -hmm. you can even you can check their temperament you can check well i think this will fit in good with our family that's right but when we're born but there's still a choice involved and that's the difference amen that's right now um the, the adoption uh, when we say that somebody is being adopted into a family it speaks of deliberate actions that the parents have taken in order to get this little one into their family. So I, I remember reading one story where this girl said, you know what, He's, he was talking to some of his, her friends, and, and she said, you know what, my sister came to, my, came to the family, to my dad and my mom in a normal way, but I was adopted. And she was saying it with so much pride, like you said, because... I was adopted, but I was adopted. I was special. They wanted me. So for those of you there, you probably, you, you, you find yourself in this situation where you have been adopted when you were a child. You know what? Just rejoice. Rejoice. You know what? Because somebody took you in, uh, loved on you, you know, and think you're special. And an and, and adopted child earns the same standing, the same status, the same um, responsibilities. I would like to cite, you know, of the of, of a biological ch of a biological child. Now, when we that's like, for example, you know what? When we get adopted into a family, now the adopted person has to adapt. Now, this is the ADAPT. ADAPT has to adapt to his new family. Like, for example, when you did you adapt ever to the new family? Yeah, yeah, adapt to the new family. Did you ever have a dog or a cat when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah? Bootsy. Bootsy? Bootsy. Okay. So I bet when you had Bootsy, that's a funny name. Because huh? the little white things on her feet look like boots. Oh, Bootsy. Oh. Okay. So I bet when you had Bootsy, you had to start training her, right? Oh, yeah. She was great. So, so she starts to adapt to you and to adapt to your family. In the same way, when we got adopted 
into the family. It's the same situation when we get adopted to the family of God. We, we, we start to learn what this new family, being part of this new family entails. You know what? Like, for example, when you, for example, uh, for those of you who have probably adopted a cat, you have to start training your cat that no, you cannot go uh, climb on the curtains or you cannot use the, the bed, you know, use the litter box and things like that. So we have to relearn, you know. Uh, tell me, uh, when, when you got born again, yeah. you know, when you, when you came to know the Lord, uh, did you see some changes take place in your life? Oh, definitely. And like you say, you, you become part of the family. There's new rules. Uh-huh. And there's new desires. And in our cases, when you're born again, your desire is to please your father. You please your family. Mm -hmm. And this is what God said. He put the laws in our heart. You didn't get a law when you came into the house. It's in our heart, a desire. So I became a born again. Something happened inside. Mm -hmm. The desire came that I wanted to please God. That's good. The desire came that I didn't want to be bad the <laughs> way I used to be bad. Uh -huh. Even though I still made mistakes. And still blew it many times. Uh -huh. Still the desire was there. There was a change. And it slowly began to grow within me. Wow. That's, that should be how it is for every person, you know what, who, you know what, when we ca first came to know the Lord, it's, it's different for every person, you know. Uh, for some of us, uh, probably uh, you have no knowledge about God whatsoever and you got introduced to, to Jesus Christ in a dramatic way. And then, you know, and then for some people, the transformation is like immediate, you know. Maybe some of you were battling with probably swearing and drinking and, you know, and, and different kinds of things, you know, that, that you, you had a hard time uh, getting rid of. And for some of you, you have a supernatural experience that when you came to know the Lord, you just stopped suddenly all desire for alcohol or for, for, for smoking just, just stopped. You know, it could be, it could be some, like that for some people. It could be gradual transformation for most people. Mm. Right? Yes. That's right. Because the kingdom of God grows like a mustard seed. Amen. That means we slowly, we begin to change. That's right. Right. But the, the thing is, um, there are so many stories of adoption that has been exemplified in the Bible. And I know you can name a, a couple, uh, you know, just, just for, uh, for, uh, for sharing. What, what examples of adoption do we have in the Bible? Well, we got Moses. Everybody remembers Moses. Uh -huh. Moses was put in, in that little basket on the, on the Nile River. Yes. And what happened then? Yes, yeah, uh, he, Pharaoh's, the Pharaoh's daughter. daughter took her and he was adopted, so he became one of the Pharaoh's sons. And you have that in the Bible. You have also uh, Mephibosheth, and Dave, uh, it was David's best friend's yes. son who was lame. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And you have like also Esther and Mordecai adopted in the family. These are people that, that they became adopted and actually became key, key people in the Bible. Yes. Like Moses especially. Yes, that's right. You know, I would like to think that, you know, Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter out of pity, out of compassion, out of pity. And then um, Esther was adopted by, by Mordecai, was her cousin, right? Out of family duty, you know? But uh, the, the picture that we get from the adoption of Mephibosheth by King David is the picture that depicts God's love for us. You know what? Mephibosheth was crippled. 
He was a cripple. Exactly. And yeah, and he cannot in any way be of service to the king. But what King David did was that he he learned of uh, a descendant of his uh, of his friend, of his best friend. And so he he sought for Mephibosheth. And when they found Mephibosheth, what happened? Mephibosheth was able to uh, he gave back all the riches all the inheritance you know of his grandfather and he was asked to dine in the king's table every day every day for the rest of our li for for the rest of his life and i would like to just grab on that um that the uh that adoption where because king david did it out of compassion out of love out of generosity out of kindness and uh, and and I, I you know a lot of people feels that you know what well, I don't really belong to anybody. I, I don't know my dad. I don't know my father, my mom when I was growing up. Well, once you come into that place of knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have been adopted into that family, into his family. And you belong. You belong. You know what? And you can dine in his presence. And, and you, can, you have access to, to all his promises and everything you know that God has promised. I think the key word also is comfortable. Uh huh. You're comfortable in the Father's house. It's your home now. It's your surroundings. That's and you're right. comfortable there because you belong. That's right. And it's a sense of belonging. And that's what people long for, a sense of belonging. And you can have it in Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's great. You know what? Um, it's in the scripture that we just read that we are also co-heirs. Yes. with Christ. We are co-heirs in Christ. Uh, I was doing a study one day and I, was, I read about this uh, gentleman who had hearing problems. You know, so he went to an ear doctor and the ear doctor you know, did some procedure and probably put a little device in his ear that made his hearing perfect. So he said, now your problem is solved. You go enjoy your life. So he went home and after three months he went back to the doctor he went back to the doctor, and the doctor said, What are you doing here? Uh, your hearing is fine now, right? You should be out there enjoying your time with your family and enjoying life, you know? And he said, Yes, doctor, my, my hearing is fine. And then the doctor, doctor said, Does your family know that your hearing is fine? No, I did not tell them. I did not tell them, so I just listened to them talk. I just listened to their conversation, and they think I still have this hearing problem. And since that time, I have changed my will three times. <laughs> I wonder. That's what not the, the kind of family I want to belong to. <laughs> That's right. You know what? We, we laugh. You know what? We laugh because, you know what? This this guy, this gentleman, had a will, and and maybe some of you who are watching now has already made a will, you know, for, for you and for your family. Or probably you have been named in a will as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an inheritor. But you know what? For some of us, we might say, I really have, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think I'm an inheritor of anything. But you are. You are. When you came into the family of God, you became co-heirs with Christ, co-heirs with Christ. So everything that the Father has prepared for His Son is equally ours now through Christ. That's right. Amen. And we become, we come into Christ, um, we not only have His name, uh -huh. we're part of Him, you know, we're His children, His family, 
But like you said, everything. We got married, you and I. You 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 had a bank account in the Philippines. That's right. Millions of dollars in it, right? No, it's it very little. <laughs> and I had a bank account which is almost just as little. Yet they became one. That's right. Why did they become one? Because we're one. We're one. Well, in the family of God, God loves His children, and He says, "My inheritance, what I have, is yours." That's right. Like you know what, a lot of married couples, going back to the married couples, we have a joint account, right? Mm -hmm. We have a joint account, and, and meaning one or two people can share one account. Now, what does a joint account mean? Meaning I can only get 50% of what is in there? Oh, you get 1%. <laughs> now, seriously. You get whatever you want. So everybody who, who, who is a name in that, in that joint account yeah, can, can take, take everything. out everything, can take out 100%. And for for those of us we have been who knows Christ, who has a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have been named co-heirs with Christ. I mean, can you just grab the magnitude of that promise? You know that everything that the, that that everything that the that, that the Father has blessed Jesus can is already ours now also. Yes, yeah, so the Bible uses the term here as a spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessing. And and what we seem to forget sometimes we think, oh wow, God. Uh, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, and we think of materialist things, but God yes. has so much. And He has given us, what He has given us, our inheritance, we have not yet begun even to fathom. Because He has given us such an inheritance that it's going to take an eternity to discover wow. it all. Wow. It's going to be an eternity to discover. He's already made a mansion. He's already got a place for us. It's made just after you, your style, your way. And He has prepared a place for us that we might be with him what makes the place good is that it's with him mm-hmm yes and um, what what other what's uh, you, you mentioned about spiritual blessings what other b spiritual blessings can we enjoy now that we are part of God's family well we have security the security of knowing there's somebody who loves us and cares for us and Amen. And, and and watches out for our good we have um, somebody who is eternally going to be our friend, mm -hmm. who is our friend today. I like that. We have, uh, of course, we always go, someone is watching out for our best. We can go on and on and on of the things that God has. But spiritual blessing, the greatest of all, is that we're going to spend eternity with Him. Wow, that's awesome. I can go on and on, but I know our time's Amen. going out that's there. that's right. And uh, you know what, just in closing, I would just like to, uh, to mention also that, you know what, there was... Uh, this, this inheritance that we're talking about today, you know what, we have the choice to accept this. Yes. And we have to ask the choice to reject this. It all uh, is up to us. What, uh, if you only know what is being offered uh, when we come into a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, you know what, it's so sad when we hear people say, you know what, no, I have no time for him right now. I have no time mm. for God right now. I'm busy. You know, I'm busy. I'm building up a career or for whatever reasons that they're caught up with something, you know, material pursuit or uh, maybe a prestige or trying to just get on the top of the ladder on the corporate scale. Could be any reason. You know what? You know what? We have a choice to accept it or not to accept mm. it. If you could only, you know, open your heart to the Lord and accept Him into, his, into your life. And you get more than you ever bargained for. 
Amen. Because the, the Bible tells us we have not, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered the man of, our mind of man, what God has prepared for them. That's right. Who love him. That's right. Did you have a story about somebody in an Yes, inheritance? yes, yeah. It's, I remember the, reading the story about, about uh, let me see, what's his name? Ben Hooper. Ben Hooper uh, was born uh, out of wedlock. So all his life, he was, when he was growing up, uh, growing up, people were making fun of him. In school, his friends were making fun of him, you know, and we would, would call him nasty things and his mom nasty things, you know. But anyway, so what happened is he pretty much isolated himself, you know, from his classmates during break from school or recess. He would just stay on his own. Now, but then he, he went to church. But what he does when he went to church is he would sneak in late into the church and before the service and before the pastor can say the benediction, he goes out quickly before the crowd, you know, comes out. And then one day, when he was 12 years old, he remembered a new pastor was called in into the church. And so he, he went to the church his usual way. And then one day, he got, he got out too late. Suddenly, he felt this hand uh, on his shoulder, and he looked, he looked, he looked up. And he saw the hand of the pastor. And he saw the pastor. He saw the pastor. And the pastor looked into his face and said, Son, whose are you? Whose boy are you? And so, again, the old condemnation, the old guilt, the old whatever he was feeling, the battle, that heaviness start to come over him, you know? And he said, Oh, no, not the pastor. Not the pastor too. And then the pastor said, oh, wait a minute. Well, looking intently into his face, he said, oh, wait a minute. Now I know whose boy you are. I see the resemblance. You are God's. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he said that was, that was the most significant word he, have, he has ever heard from anybody. And that, that, and that boy became... Uh, uh, high up in the political political arena in the in that city. Wow, beautiful Amen. story. Beautiful story. You see, the pastor said, "I see the resemblance." And for those of us who are watching this, for those of us who proclaim Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we go out into the world, do the people see the resemblance? Yes. Do they I see who so. do you belong to? We belong to Him. Amen. They should see it. They should see it. Because the Bible says, you know, that we're being transformed daily. Amen. You better lead us in prayer. Well, why don't you lead us in prayer, Pastor Jim? Okay, Jim? we can do that. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you can know Him. You can become part of His family. And if you're part of His family, just grow in Him every day and discover everything you are. Father, right now we pray for these people. Father, we pray for those that are listening, many that are lonely, many, Lord, who never really knew what it was to have a mother or father's love. And yet, God, you are willing to give a love that's even deeper than that. Amen. Father, we thank you that we can be adopted into your family. We receive that yes. right now. We pray for each person thank here, you. Lord, that they might receive you and become adopted in your family anew in, G in fresh, in Jesus' name. Father, come and fill me up, let your spirit come, rain down in my life, flood me with your love, I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day, oh, I 